The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight's special guest argues that we are neither alone or at the top of the food chain. He is known for upsetting our confident worldview with physical evidence that our institutions are either complicit or powerless to protect us from being experimented on as animals in an alien farm. More than 40 years ago, he had his first encounter with an alien presence. As he grew older, he experienced a malignant contact with these alien beings that would alter his life forever. As a result, at a young age, he made the decision that he would no longer willingly be victim to the bizarre quests. Determined to change his role in life from being the hunted to the hunter, he began to prepare himself for their pursuits. Every path he took would equip him mentally, physically, and intellectually to become a warrior for his cause and to assume the role he was born to play. As a result, he has spent the past three decades researching the world of alien beings. His area of focus has dealt primarily with medical and scientific evidence of human-alien contact. To that end, he has spent years studying and training in a broad range of areas that would provide him with a full array of skills necessary for his search to find evidence of these creatures. If you're a newcomer, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can subscribe with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Being the first to discover and share the concept of alien implants, Daryl Sims has been sought by those in the UFO communities, as well as those within the medical and scientific communities, to share his breakthrough methods at worldwide conferences. In addition to this global recognition, he has been acknowledged for his contributions via a series of awards and commendations. His acclaim is further recognized through the many requests he receives annually to appear on a variety of radio and television shows where he shares his knowledge with thousands across the globe. It is for these reasons, coupled with a passion that places him in the unequaled position of relating to those whose lives have been disrupted, that he stands alone in his efforts and his role. I mean, we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is alienhunter.org. And Daryl Sims joins us directly from Houston, Texas. Hello, Daryl, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? It, it's a pleasure to be here, Mel. You're a, you're, you are a hallmark in the Internet work, and I'm telling you, you're you're so well known. It's absolutely amazing. It's that's not. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, that's just fact. But it is an honor. I'm humbled to hear that, especially come from somebody like you. I've heard your name 
way before I even started on this show. Even when I used to listen to our bell in the late 80s, your name was coming up everywhere. And you and I have interacted a few times, but I don't know, for, for some reason, we've never connected on this show. And I'm glad that you finally made it all the way here. So welcome. Thank you, sir. Well, let's begin, as I always say, in chronological order. But before we dive into your story, because a lot of people know who you are, but they, there are those who are not, and we have people all over the world listening. I have to ask you a couple of people that you acknowledge in your book, and I'm talking about two very important persons that are very influential in what I do too. And I'm talking about Dr. Carla Turner and Dr. John Mack. They both died, I would say, in mysterious circumstances, especially Dr. Turner who died of cancer at the age of 48 after being threatened for her work. She was in perfect health and had no genetic history of cancers of any kind and died of an unidentifiable cancer in 1996. If you've listened to this program, folks, you know cancer can be used as a weapon. And if you don't know this, listen to my interviews with Judith Vary Baker and Ed Haslam about Dr. Mary's monkey. Why don't we start with Dr. Turner first? What's your take on her her work? How influential was she in on your work, and why do you think happened? Dr. Carla Turner, uh, known by many people, was a uh, true fighter in every sense of the word. She was not afraid of anybody or anything, and uh, ex except the alien in some circumstances. But but by and large, uh, remarkable woman. Uh, everybody that knew her. Per, on a personal level, her her name was Candy, and uh, Candy was uh, a real trip. We had her in Houston several times to speak uh, here, and um, we uh, it's, it's not something we'd want to have publicized, of course, but I guess I'm doing it anyway. But one time when she was here uh, speaking to the women's uh, group of our support group, and I was uh, speaking to the men's group, uh, they yelled for me to come upstairs and, uh, I did. And there was a lady, uh, convulsing basically. And, uh, I yelled at them to go call ENTs and so on. And a friend of mine that was a psychic was, uh, looking at the girl as well. And I was looking at her and it is obvious that the woman was dead. And, uh, the Carla was, uh, candy was standing against the wall. She just little tiny just barely five foot tall, just as um, she, she was literally shaking. And my, my impression was uh, from her was that she was looking at what might happen to her. Uh, she had been threatened uh, by uh, people apparently in the intelligence community and also uh, by the alien. And uh, she had uh, no love for either one of them, really. So uh, anyway, that we were able to revive the girl and uh, and and all of that. But uh, Candy gave me a uh, uh, that night, next night at the uh, Houston UFO Network meeting. She said, "No one will ever hypnotize me except two people." She says one of them is uh, my mentor Barbara Bartholik, and she said the other one is Daryl Sims. And I was hoping she wouldn't say anything about the, the lady that passed away in the sport group. And she says, because I've already seen him work. And that was the end of it. So I was elated that she didn't comment any further about that. 
but uh, she was a fighter from day one, a, a, a remarkable woman. And we would have uh, discussions about uh, my lab cases, these military uh, uh, abduction cases that, that were reported to her. And and I, I had some serious concerns about some of the cases because I felt some of them were not really true or they were being reported, but not um, – not really investigated carefully. And um, anyway, long story short was uh, we had our, uh, uh, she questioned me quite heavily on the issue and I gave her my points of view and she was uh, quite, uh, quite happy with my answers. And uh, I told her I'd investigated three of them and I caught three of the people either fabricating literally or lying and I uh, said, when people do that, I dropped their case on the spot. I mean, I just won't have anything to do with them. I just don't have time to mess with that. But there are plenty of other cases that are clearly um, uh, human and or alien uh, human interventions. And um, uh, those are the cases that we ought to focus on, cases that do not have any any real uh, uh, lying or any other factors like that, that they're very truthful in their Important. She was a, a a total true fighter in that respect. I, I love her very much. You know the the saying: "There's always more flack over the target," and you know there there are plenty of UFO researchers out there. Nothing happens to them. What do you think made her a target, Daryl? Uh, I think uh, w one of the biggest things I think was was the time period. Number one, and number two was uh, the fact that she was so bold. Uh, to, to give you one example, uh, she went to a MUFON conference, and of course they have you send the, their written and from your written speech to them so they can put it in their book, you know, and sell it. And uh, she would go ahead and write out this uh, supposed presentation she was going to make to get an approval, apparently, from them, and. <laughs> And of course, she get up there and just uh, do an entirely different presentation <laughs> on uh, what's wrong with the the whole picture, so to speak. And uh, I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said, uh, "That's probably the reason I'll never be invited." And I said, "That's probably the reason you're not going to be invited very often." <laughs> but she was not afraid of anybody or anything, and she did not care uh, who she offended. I've been with her and her husband Elton many times when. Uh, people would question her about how wrong she was about the alien and they're here to help us save the planet, fix those on hold and all that. And, uh, I mean, she would tear into him like you couldn't believe. And she'd say, Elton, get over here. Her husband walk over and said, lift up your shirt. And you could just see where the reptile had, uh, torn hide off of him. And she said, don't tell me how good the aliens are here to save the planet. Look what they did to my husband. And uh, she was pretty blunt about things, and and some people don't like that. They don't like a position that uh, adamanti. But what of what she was saying was because obviously, if she died under mysterious circumstances, I have no doubt that people die of cancer. I get that, but I also know that cancer can be used as a weapon. If she died because cancer was used as a weapon. What entities, you think the intelligence apparatus didn't want her to say something? What is it that they thought it was too hot for her to be talking about? What is it? She she actually mentioned to me and others that uh, 
that our phones and other things had actually been tapped. And this was apparently quite provable. Uh, these were not allegations. They, she clearly made her points in her books and other other interviews. Uh, so I think that uh, several people might have been pretty upset in that regard. Uh, on a on another note, and uh, and this is something because I knew Candy very well, I told her that uh, I said you realize, of course, uh, you being sick that there's going to be a lot of people think that uh, the CIA killed you. And I said I'm ex CIA, so they'll probably say I'm in on it. And uh, she laughed and said, well, she said, people get cancer, and then that's just a fact. And I said, that's true. Uh, but she did not think that the um, – the, she, she, she led me to believe that she did not think that she was being hit uh, in terms of a killing. Uh, and uh, if, the, if that, in fact, was a, uh, uh, an actual hit, uh, my – thinking would be would lean far more toward the alien than the intelligence community and the the reason is that uh to for someone to be sanctioned for a hit uh look i used to be in the in the intelligence community and i'm telling you that you don't go out and just start killing people because you're a member it, that, that is never going to happen the way people get sanctioned is uh and they're usually through they're in Battlefield situations or Iraq is a good example or whatever. And uh, there are people that are hit that way. And uh, but by and large, an American citizen being hit that way, that would be uh, if you if anyone ever got caught named in in any way, shape or form, that would be uh, that would be devastating beyond belief to a, to uh, an intelligence community to get linked to that in any provable way. Not that it couldn't happen. It, things obviously have happened, but uh, catching the culprit, of course, would be the the main the main trigger. But we've got cases in our uh, in our own files of uh, people that are died at the hands of the alien, provably and injured beyond uh, description. And uh, I, I can tell story after story, but I'm not going to. It's no point in it. But no, but what you uh, said, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what you just said about having a, a U.S. intelligence apparatus murder somebody, for example. Isn't that what they use? For example, they, they say that Sirhan Sirhan killed RFK, and some people speculate that there were there was a French sharpshooter in 1963 uh, with JFK. Is that what they use foreigners to perpetrate these murders sometimes? Uh, I, I think I think that those are valid those are valid concerns of what you're saying. Uh, my brother's a uh, uh, JFK conspiracist, and he took me to, and my mother and some family members were on vacation. He wanted to stop at Dealey Plaza during the the anniversary, and that I said, Bobby, I said I don't, I don't mess with stuff like this because conspiracies, by the nature, I said that you're never going to basically solve them. And I said, there must be ten people out there to got absolute proof that you're wrong and they're right and that everybody else is wrong. And uh, and so on. And they've all got real good, uh, pretty good information. And he said, I brought you here for one purpose. He said, if you had to set this up, he said, your former military, your XCI, what would you do? And I said, I would have a shooter uh, there on the uh, the bridge. I said, I'd have up one up behind that building, uh, that red building back behind us. I would have another one here uh, 
on the what you call we were standing on the grassy knoll. I said I would have him actually up in the tree on the branch. I said therefore when the bullet was fired because it was above everybody's head, no one could actually tell where it was from. And I said the fourth place I'd have a shooter would be uh, in that depository building. I said that would be my patsy. And that's where the patsy was. That's exactly right. And he he said, well, he freaked out. He said, well, that's, you're not going to believe this. He said, but almost every shooter was in a place you're talking about. I said, well, you're talking about a hit, even from a military standpoint. This, you're going to have to be sure that you're going to get it. But I said, I don't know any of the details, never read any of the books or anything, saw a movie once. And uh, I said, this thing is so convoluted that uh, whoever, whoever, put this together. And I did, I did find one piece of information that did trouble me. Um, John, uh, uh, not John F. Kennedy, but, uh, Lyndon Bain Johnson's, um, assistant attorney general said that he had been told by the attorney general under Johnson, that Johnson had ordered the hit himself. Now, again, it's another conspiracy story and there must be 50 of them out there on that subject alone. I'd, that's just one of the reasons I don't involve myself in it. it I, you'd spend 25 years on it, and you get good information, but then there's three other people that got other pieces of information that kind of affect yours. So I don't I don't mess with it. And if you don't believe, folks, that by what I said about using cancer as a weapon, find out how Jack Ruby died. He went to jail for killing Lee Harvey Oswald, and shortly after, he got a vaccine and rapidly died of cancer. I'm sure you know that. He certainly did. And uh, I think that there's so much involved in the JFK nightmare that uh, it went far beyond JFK. I don't know who all was actually involved, but uh, my suspicions, my suspicion is that the intelligence community was involved simply because of one big reason. It's a thing called uh, 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 with the CIA had all their people sitting on the beach, basically waiting for the uh, uh, Cuban army to come get them. And they did. It's what they did in slaughter. They put in, in prison. And I had friends that were actually involved in the Bay of Pigs. Yep. And uh, for that reason, there was absolutely no love lost between JFK and, and them. Uh, but by the same token, uh, then <laughs> the mafia hated him. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, JF, uh, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson hated him for sure. He wanted in the Vietnam War, and, and Kennedy did not want to go into it. And as you well know, we went into it as soon as Kennedy uh, was gone. So everybody's got their own spin on it, and uh, I think it was huge. I think it was involved probably multi- multiple layers of groups of people at high levels. Uh, I've even heard stories about... Uh, all kinds of interesting people being involved, none of which I can prove or have any evidence of, but I'm saying it it, it fits in a pretty nice little uh, story when you start configuring all the people that had it in for him. And not to get conspiratorial here, but since you mentioned the Bay of Pigs, just like the story of the murder of uh, John Lennon, Jose Perdomo, he was a there during the Bay of Pigs, and also he joined Operation 40, which was... Uh, a CIA-sponsored hit squad of the 1960s, and he happens to be the doorman at the Dakota Hotel when John Lennon died. He was the first person to inform the police of of the shooting. What are the chances? But anyway, that's for a different program. Now, John Mack, 
Yes, we all die. We could die in a traffic collision. Uh, he was 74 years old. Your take on Dr. Mack. I uh, met Dr. Mack. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.